as if the indignity of losing it in Minnesota was not enough. I, I now have to wear purple for four straight weeks. Although the church allows me to wear pink on the third Sunday, I don't find this much of a consolation at all. Nothing like looking like a human strawberry. <laughs> okay, so Advent begins, and we just, just call to mind, we just remember um, the, the foci of Advent are the two comings of Christ. The coming at the end of time, and then, and that's what we're, you know, obviously hearing about today. And then as we get closer to Christmas, we hear about the coming of Christ um, in Bethlehem, right? The, the first coming of Christ, as it were. So it's, a, it's kind of an interesting thing where we start with the end and then we go sort of to the beginning, as it were, or the last and then the first. Um, but this is why we have this these eschatological uh, words and ideas and, and images. What's really important, I think, as always, is when we hear one passage of Jesus speaking, it's important not to just take that without any reference to the other things he has said. This is a problem with biblical interpretation. Well, he said this right here. Yes, if you excise just that idea, and set it aside and, and, and look at it alone, and then draw upon that all these, these ideas. I mean, you can do that, but that's not, that's not really a responsible way of looking at the scriptures. Uh, well, responsible, yeah, I suppose it's irresponsible, but it's just not, it's not a very holistic way of doing it, which is to say that Jesus says many different things, and putting them all into context helps us to understand what he's saying. I think a little better because clearly he uses hyperbole in many places. And the idea of using hyperbole is um, not principally to scare his listeners, but to imprint on their minds these ideas so that they don't forget. Which isn't to say these things aren't going to happen, but what may seem scary is really meant for not that purpose at all but to maintain what he says in the gospel, vigilance. To remain vigilant. To not fall asleep, as it were. So, the first clear, I think, motif in, in today's gospel is that he's coming again. We don't know when it's going to be, but it's imminent. And so we need to live our lives spiritually as though he's coming today which is not meant principally to be, I don't think, a warning, right? Because the Lord clearly in many other places talks about his great love for us and his desire for us to be with, with him and his Father for all of eternity. So his desire in coming back is to bring us back, is to bring us back to him. But he does want us to live in this expectation, this vigilance that today could be the day. Today could be the day that we meet the Lord. Life is so short and so sudden. Things happen so quickly. And before we know it, maybe the Lord isn't coming back, but we're going back. To remember that 
and to live in that way that today could be the day. And it's hard to do when you're younger, um, but, but I say this also to those who are young, to not forget that, you know, today could be the day. Not to live in fear of that day, but to live in anticipation of that day. So that spiritually, our hearts, our minds, are directed toward God. So that we, there are anxieties of daily life. Right? He's not saying there are not anxieties. He's saying don't get consumed with those anxieties. Remember that those things will pass. All of the things we worry about, all of the things we have in this life, of course we want to be responsible, we want to be you know, good parents, good children. You know, we, want to, we want to do the best we can in life. And sometimes there's going to be anxieties about that. But the Lord doesn't want us to become so consumed by those anxieties that we essentially lose faith that he's in charge. And that's kind of what happens. I mean, different people struggle with anxiety in different ways. Some it's very profound. Some it's perhaps not as much so. But the Lord always wants us to remember that he is in charge. He is governing all things. And we should be drawn into trusting him more and more. My second point is a bit of a, hmm, a, bit of an interpretation. But I think it's consistent with what I just said. Which is not just that the Lord desires for us to live in anticipation of his imminent return. True. But also that he wants us to live. He really wants us to live and to thrive, to not waste a day, to be joy-filled. You know, whatever is holding us back in life, whether it's uh, habits, whether it's uh, a relationship, whether it's who knows what, maybe a job, maybe a career, maybe, maybe just our own selves, our own inability to decide. Whatever is holding us back to eschew that, to push that aside and live our lives now. A lot of times people can get sort of consumed with, um, well, the anxieties, but they, they just remain stuck. I've talked to many people, of course, throughout my, my priesthood, and they'll say, well, Father, I'm waiting for a sign. I'm waiting for a sign. I'm waiting for God to tell me what, he, what to do. In my experience, he's particularly silent on that question. He waits for us to act. And then he confirms our choice, or not. But he wants us to act, to us, for us to act in, you know, with trust and in faith in him. To follow our heart to what we are being drawn to, and then he confirms that. It's rare that we get the burning bush, like Moses. When it comes, great, then it's pretty clear, right? That theophany of God just saying, do this, okay. Clear, got it, unmistakable. But that's rare, by necessity, but it is rare. And so, not only then... I think it is the gospel calling us to, be, to live in anticipation of him, but to truly live, to truly live. The only one holding us back from choosing to be joy-filled is ourselves. 
The only one really holding us back from living a great life is ourselves. And if we choose, we can live a great life in anticipation of being reunited with our Heavenly Father so that all of this goodness overflows now, not just later, but the Lord wants it to overflow right now. Please stand.